0: already happened. My, pro- so. my, pro-
1: my prophecies typically take six to nine months. And so I'm getting better <laughs> at this. Apparently.
0: You're getting quick. I mean, you're yes. like right on the spot. Uh huh. Welcome to the teen life podcast, where we believe that teenagers are not a problem to be solved. But we are here to help you equip teenagers through the power of connection. I'm Carly Duke and for episode 76 of our podcast, I'm with Chris Roby.
1: Wow. 76? I feel old.
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: A lot of, that's a lot of episodes and that's like not even all the episodes we've ever done. So it's pretty crazy. I know. I yeah. know.
0: I know. And this one is, um, we're going to start with off with a hard topic, Chris, always bring in the hard hitting
1: yeah. Stuff. Yeah. That's, 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 that's been, that's been the uh, flavor for this fall has been all the heavy topics I feel like, mm-hmm. but there's a, lot, a lot going on out there.
0: There is. And so today I want to start by talking about fentanyl. fentanyl and you've probably heard of it before because I feel like it is really buzzy right now. I feel like this is a word that's getting thrown around a lot and I've seen it enough come across my feed, come across conversations that I was like, okay, the teen life podcast needs to talk about this. So here we are.
1: Yeah. And this is one of those topics we, we talked about a little bit offline that, um, kind of like our, our book banning episode several weeks ago. This is just part of the, the overall discourse right now. Um, not only, you know, socially but even politically there's just a lot of conversations happening right or wrong with whether, whether you think this is an important thing or not or if it's overblown or not this is being talked about and so teen life podcast one of the things we really really value is that we're able to talk about uh, some of these hard topics that that teenagers are being affected by mm. um, and how we as helpers can best have those conversations around those topics
0: right now chris before we started recording, you kind of mentioned a fentanyl scare
1: yeah this got it's got a little bit personal for for me um as I've mentioned uh, we have a middle schooler in our family now, and so a lot of these conversations are starting to kind of be a part of things and force their way into our even our family and my middle schooler um, told me that he was consuming some kind of candy with some buddies of his uh, out uh, on the way out of like as they're walking out of school something that his buddy gave him seems so innocent right um candy's awesome right and especially shared candy (laughs) and i had to ask some questions based upon a lot of the information we're uh, about to talk through today like hey do you know where that came from and Mm -hmm. um do you have any idea what's happening right now that um you know, some pretty scary drugs substances are being transported through things that look like look like just candy, mm-hmm. um, and it just had never occurred to him. And it was very innocent, and thankfully it was just friends sharing candy. It wasn't anything that was, um, unless he just already has a high tolerance or whatever. But <laughs> I never, I never <laughs> saw any any physiological changes uh, that would indicate that uh, anything had happened. But just to have that conversation that hey, this is a thing right now, and just you know, especially. Don't be accepting any kind of candy, especially that's not packaged from mm-hmm. anybody right now until um, they can get a better grasp of what's going on here. But yeah, it's it's real.
0: Yeah, and that's why we were wanting to talk about it. And so first I want to kind of talk about what is it and signs of it. And then I want to dive deeper into what you're saying, Chris, of how we can have conversations with our mm-hmm. students. Because I think what you did with your son is exactly right. Of we just need to be in communication about that. So... If you don't know much about fentanyl, fentanyl is a synthetic opioid that is tasteless, odorless, and very potent. So some perspective, and of course, I'll link all my sources and websites I got this from in the show notes, but a dose of fentanyl is up to 50 times stronger than heroin and 100 times stronger than morphine. And everyone's different, but I read that two salt-sized grains of fentanyl can be enough to cause an adult to overdose.
1: That's potent stuff, right there. Yes, it's so a stronger w- than heroin. Wow.
0: Yes, and that's what's so scary is it can take a little to cause extreme damage, mm-hmm. and it's being mixed with other things, especially street drugs. Um, but that's what's really scary is you can't always know that it's there because it doesn't taste like anything. And so, some symptoms of it, you get an intense short-term high. Temporary feelings of euphoria, it can also slow respiration and reduce blood pressure, cause nausea, fainting, seizures, and then, of course, in the most extreme cases, it can cause death.
1: That's super scary.
0: Yeah, it is. And I think what's interesting is fentanyl is not new, um, but it has had kind of a reemergence in trafficking, distribution, and the, the abuse of using it illegally. And so it's, there's just been this huge increase of overdose fatalities, which is why you're hearing so much about it. And one stat I read said that in 2011, in the United States, there were like a little over 2,500 deaths in a year wow. from fentanyl overdose. In 2020, 56,000 people died.
1: Wow. A huge jump.
0: Yeah. Massive jumps. And so like, if you look, I saw several websites that like tracked like a graph of like what this looks like. And I mean, mm-hmm. it has just taken off in the last few years. And so it's something that is we're talking about because it's becoming a bigger problem and it can be put in a lot of different things. So it can be injected. It can be snorted. It can be smoked. It can be taken by a pill or a tablet it can be put onto blotter paper. And as you were saying, Chris, I think we're hearing that sometimes they put them in these brightly colored pills that look like candy.
1: Yeah. Not all. I mean, this is a, this is a drug that can be administered in so many different ways, which mm-hmm. is what makes it really scary. because, you know, a lot of drugs you can't really ingest in a certain way to get that kind of high. Um, but the fact that this drug is so versatile and can do so, you know, get that high so many different ways be really hard thing to track
0: and to prevent it would be so i did want to briefly mention let me hang on let me say this first okay (laughs) when we have discussions like this i feel like sometimes scare tactics are used or sometimes like all this information is pushed out just to make people anxious Mm mm-hmm And I don't want to do that. But at the same time, I do think it's worth talking about and like understanding the truth and the reality of what this drug can do. Um, But you can find lots of documentaries out there. You can find you can read and research a lot. But I will say, do the research, but don't kind of go down a rabbit hole because I went down a Mm -hmm. rabbit hole this weekend in fentanyl. And it is a dark and scary place to where I was talking to my husband, about my five-year-old and if we need to, what we need to be doing. And so I think there's a balance between like being smart and being prepared, but also not giving into kind of that fear culture.
1: Yeah. And that's, it all kind of comes back to as a parent or helper, what are you wanting um, for your child? And obviously we don't want our children to ever be any kind of uh, drugs or any kind of addiction, any of that kind of stuff. But also, you know, we still are, whether we really understand our role or not as helpers, we still are one of the primary sources of good information mm-hmm. um, for our kids and ones who they can bounce off of um, to contrast what they're seeing online. And um, that if we have good information like this and know, um, yeah, this is the scary stuff, Um, but not to lead with fear because with teenagers, when we lead with fear, oftentimes we get the opposite results of what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. And so just that we, we kind of keep those results in mind that, Hey, we want our teenagers to be really well informed to make good, healthy decisions that aren't just based upon. I'm scared of this, but that there are better things that this, you know, these drugs, you can even see it with, and we've talked about another podcast with marijuana, everything is getting more potent. Um, Mm -hmm. it's not just this, but drugs just in general don't really have a, a, they don't have a warning label. They don't have a, um, calorie count, like a label thing you can read on Like you, what you ingest is what you ingest. You have no idea what you're getting. And so Mm -hmm. this is especially the case with this. That's not necessarily a fearful thing, but just be aware, Hey, you know, what you put in your body, if you don't know what it is, you don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. That's what the articles I was reading basically said, if you use powdered drugs, Or take pills that were not prescribed to you, you're at a risk Mm -hmm. for this. And so, just making sure our kids know like you need to know where what you put in your body is coming from. Um, And some people assume it's just coming from drug dealers, but it could accidentally come from a friend. And so, just even just asking good questions. And um, like I said, we'll kind of get to that here in a second. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But first, I want to talk about overdose symptoms, um, especially if you have a student who might not be making the best decisions when it comes Mm -hmm. to drugs. These are good to know. Or if you think your student ingested something that they didn't know where it came from, these are just good things to know and have in your back pocket and maybe to talk to your kids about. So they're aware with their friends Mm -hmm. and the people that are around them. So some overdose symptoms are stupor, which I have to admit, Chris, I had to look that up because
1: (laughs) it make you giggle a little bit.
0: Well, I just like didn't fully understand what that meant, but that's if they're like near unconsciousness. So kind of out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Changes in pupillary size. They have cold or clammy skin. Cyanosis, which is a bluish color to the skin or discoloration if they look like they're not getting enough oxygen. Mm -hmm. Um, If they go into a coma. Respiratory failure. And then especially if they have like, three of these, like a triad of these symptoms. So like coma, pinpoint pupils, and respiratory depression, then it very strongly indicates that there has been opioid poisoning, in which case you need to call 911.
1: Right. So any kind of just radical change in behavior or mm-hmm. demeanor or present how they're presenting um needs to be taken really, really seriously.
0: Yeah. It does. And so let's Let's actually dive into what we, can we do, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, how can we help our students? And we've been talking about this, but I think the first thing is to have a conversation. And the advice I would give is to listen, try to remain judgment free. and as we talked about, try your very best to remain emotion free. so you're not bringing that fear.
1: Yeah, and I know whenever I was having a conversation with my my kiddo. The first thought that kind of shot through my head was, wait, are we are we already doing this? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had to make pretty quick peace about that, mm-hmm. that, yeah, we are, and it's okay. And, you know, remember, you know, you, you, you want to have that role in his life where you're the one who brings it up and you yeah. do so without shame and not hear from his friends. So there's just times where um, if we can be less in denial about the reality that our kids are, are living in, and not um, be as and, and, and not and protective isn't the right word, but I think there's ways to have this conversation where it doesn't, you know, completely rob their innocence, mm-hmm. um, but also just being sure of yourself as the grown up and that you this is the role that you play and affirm to yourself this is this is my conversation to have. Um, I think that really goes a long way. But I, yeah, I just remember that thinking that wow, well, this is already happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I, I had a choice to make there, and I don't know that I did the convers or had the conversation well. Um, but I do know that I felt like it was an important conversation to have, and I think that I just want to empower any one of you that are listening to this that this is your conversation to have.
0: Yeah. And I think there is power when you are choosing to have the conversation rather than having to have it because you're reacting to something that happened. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage you to talk, but also depending on the age level of your kid, that's a different conversation Mm -hmm. because I'm going to be honest, I'm going to have a conversation with my kids and they're little, but that conversation will probably look very different. Well, it will look very different than a conversation, Chris, that you would have with your middle school. Child And so, Mm -hmm. but maybe if they're younger, just explaining like, okay, remember, we don't take anything from anyone. We heard that all the time, especially as like Halloween's coming up. I know when I was growing up, like you don't eat candy from, you don't take candy from strangers. Mm -hmm. You don't eat anything that has been open or look like it's been tampered with. We don't take homemade (laughs) treats from houses. Mm -hmm. And so those are things you hear when you're little, but continue to have those conversations as I get older And as you were saying, Chris, like explain the reality of like, make sure they understand like, here's what's actually happening and why it's worth talking about.
1: Finally, we just encourage you to your teenagers to be vigilant and look out for each other. And so Mm -hmm. if one of their friends is having an adverse reaction, just for them to know some of these signs and symptoms, you know, obviously not only for themselves, but just, you know, Not every teenager has an adult that listens to the teen life podcast, (laughs) right? And (laughs) is looking out for them the way that you are. And so um, having your teenagers be on the lookout and being mindful of those kids who might be from harder places, who might not be making the best decisions to be looking out because that could save a life for sure.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to post some resources. There is actually an event in McKinney, if you're in the DFW area coming up next week that we heard about. That's for teenagers and parents are going to have a panel. They're going to show this fentanyl factor documentary. I'll also link that documentary. Um, You might want to watch it first before you watch it with your kids, just to make sure I watched it and it was fine. But like I said, it, it is very story driven, very emotion driven. And so that might be something you want to watch on your own, but I'll put links and resources if you want to continue to be educated and have your teen educate themselves, but also to have conversations.
1: Because you are listening to this podcast, we can assume a couple of things. One, that you have great taste. And two, that you care about teenagers. That is why we are so excited to introduce you to our sponsor, Lubbock Christian University. Whether you or your teen are interested in furthering your education in youth ministry, LCU is the perfect place to start. Contact our friend, David Fraze, to find out more about LCU and life and ministry to young people at david.fraze at lcu.edu. And don't forget, go Chaps.
0: For the trend this week, Chris, a few weeks ago, we talked about Be Real, Mm -hmm. and you were a little prophetic.
1: I could do that that sometimes. Usually it's accidental, but (laughs) I'll claim it when I can.
0: Exactly, so Chris, I'm pretty sure in that episode said, like, kind of, we'll see how long it takes until other apps copy. Be real,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's already happened. Already, already happened. My pro- so, my, pro-
1: my prophecies typically take six to nine months, and so I'm getting better <laughs> at this. Apparently,
0: you're getting quick. I mean, you're yes. like right on the spot. Uh huh. So TikTok recently announced, like maybe a week or two ago, that they are going to have TikTok now which in some regions, I think it's its own app. I'm pretty sure in the United States, though, it's just in your TikTok app, but it's in a separate part of the app. And so similar to Be Real, it's going to send you a notification prompting users to upload a snapshot of their activities. And that includes a self-facing and an outward-facing camera angle. Mm And so you get what you're looking at and yourself. So very similar to Be Real. However, one interesting difference is they allow video where B Real is only a snapshot. I think you can go up to 10 seconds in video form or a static photo to share what you're up to.
1: Now, who is this shared with?
0: That's a very good question. And honestly, I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't trying to get you on that. I really, I I was like, I was thinking that that's what the be real, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. to a very, you can close that off to a very, select like a group of people. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering if that's the same for this.
0: Well, I'll actually get into it because they've put like some safety guidelines in place for this, but I got on to look at it yesterday, but I don't, I only use TikTok to look at things. I don't want to post on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's the same as be real that you have to post to see other TikTok now stories. So I couldn't actually look at, but it looked like I was getting random people, but mm. I don't know. And I don't know how many people are going to use this feature on TikTok. It'll be interesting. But other apps are also copying pieces of Be real Like I know on Instagram, if you go in your stories, you can already use the dual-facing camera. Like they added that as a feature if you want to show off both. They're not currently having anything that's like this notification at the same time of day. Mm -hmm. But I have heard that they're testing it. So watch out cuz you might be getting it from Instagram as well and probably Snapchat is trying to do something similar too. But when it comes to TikTok now, to kind of answer your question a little bit Chris, um if someone under the age of 16 creates an account, just like TikTok, their account will be private by default.
1: For the TikTok Now app. Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. And then those under the age of 18 will not be able to share their content on the explore page. So that means that like not anyone can find their content, which is good to know for your teenagers. Um, And then people ages 13 to 15 will have commenting options, limited, 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) yikes, limited to friends only to help protect against unwanted interactions. Gotcha. So they are putting these in, but like I said, I still think a lot of, it's not as isolated as be real is where in be real, it's really, you only see your friends and only your friends can see you and you have to mutually accept each other. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that TikTok won't be quite as diligent in that maybe.
1: Right. And 13 to 15 is not a wide age range for them to Mm -hmm. be limiting that. And so Mm -hmm. if they were really serious about this, that would be a, a wider age age range.
0: Yes, exactly. So this is something, talk to your teenagers about it because they might not be on Be Real, but if they're on TikTok, like I, when I've gotten on TikTok a few times, it'll pop up, go to TikTok now, set up notifications, click it. Like it's prompting you to do that in the app. You don't necessarily even have to go looking for it. Hmm. And so it's a good thing to know that it's out there and have a conversation with your teen about For the tip this week, Chris, I have something a little different. And maybe I'm thinking about this a lot because I'm a mom who's trying to make school lunches and it is my least favorite thing Mm -hmm. to do throughout the week. But I saw something, I'm sure, on TikTok recently that was making sandwiches in bulk. And I'm a big fan. I think meal prepping is big right now. So meal prepping breakfast can be helpful and can save you time in the morning. But then this person took like, Hawaiian rolls. You know what I'm talking about, Chris? Mm-hmm. Like the King's, is that the brand?
1: Sounds right. Yeah. Sounds mm-hmm.
0: right. Those big. It's an orange package. They're so good. And she took this huge slab of King's Hawaiian rolls. She cut them in half, left them in the slab, and then made sandwiches, like put all the turkey down, put the cheese down, put mustard on all of it. And then she put it back together and then she cut it into individual sandwiches. Mm. And then she was done for the week. Now this, t- the TikTok I watched, she froze them so she could keep them for a long time. But you could also, if you're just using them for the week, put them in the refrigerator. And then especially if you have teenage kids, maybe by teenagers, they're making their own lunches. I feel like I made my dad make my lunch. He was our lunch maker. And I feel like I made him do that maybe through high school. But
1: <laughs> I, that sounds glorious having your kids make your own, their own lunch.
0: Exactly. But maybe if you do something like this where you can put the sandwiches in the fridge where all they have to do is like grab a sandwich and then grab a bag of chips and a drink, then they're good to go. And you don't have to sit there every day and make them, but you do it at one time. I just thought that seemed like a brilliant idea. Also, if you're an adult, use this for yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have kids to...
1: Have awesome sandwiches.
0: Exactly. (laughs) And I mean, there's nothing better than a Hawaiian roll.
1: That's right. (laughs) Well, with that... On Hawaiian rolls, we'll call that a wrap. (laughs) We're so glad that you uh, joined us at the Teen Life Podcast and to have these important, crucial conversations to help our teenagers thrive. If you enjoyed this podcast, we encourage you to to subscribe so it shows up every single week in your social media feed. We post weekly and do so year-round so you can count on our episodes to drop every Tuesday. Uh, Follow us on social media for uh, extended content coming out of these uh, episodes. Um, If you are on a certain podcast app that can uh, take reviews, please do that. Um, Review us, give us five stars, let people know that you love this podcast, share with a friend, and we are so glad to have you with us and we hope to see you next week.